Podcast, episode number three. Jason Carter here along with Steve McCullum. Hey, hey. And we are done with a fantastic weekend. Of course, our final weekend at Arizona Speedway. Um, before the uh, summer break, so right now we're getting ready to uh, take the next uh, month and a half off. But the racing was uh, definitely exciting this past weekend. Uh, for those who came out, we want to thank everybody that came out. You enjoyed an awesome fireworks show and all that jazzness. Real quick, though, want to let you know. Where you can find us here the next month and a half, where we will be off, uh, you can always find me at Jason Carter 3 You can find Steve at SMAC500. Um, make sure you get up on our uh, Gestalt Production YouTube page, gestaltproduction.com, all that stuff. Racing videos are getting posted right now as we speak. We're going to hopefully get all the racing action from this past weekend uploaded on there. And uh, by all means, check us out on Facebook uh, at the Racing with Jason podcast and uh, do that thing. So we're going to post it up through there here uh, soon. And the fireworks show from Saturday night is up. So if you want to check that out and see what you missed if you weren't there or just see a fireworks show because it's too hot to go out, check it out right there. All right there and one stop. Anyway, Steve, you were up on top uh, this past weekend, man. I was down in the booth enjoying the cool air announcing the races. And, uh, man, we, you know, we saw some good racing out there, especially, I mean, the ASCS sprint car race. I mean, it was pretty much anybody's ball game um, that entire yeah. race. I mean, we thought Jeff Lowry was going to run away with it. <laughs> and, of course, we got a, a late red flag, uh, Bruce St. James. Uh, first time to put the wing on the car in uh, quite some time. Uh, didn't quite work out for him. Uh, ended up flipping in turn one. But, I mean, it really wasn't his fault. He was trying to avoid a slower car who kind of chopped down on him, which I totally give, you know, Bruce Minifoot a doubt right there. And then he hit that tire in the infield and a uh, sprint car against the big monster truck tire. Monster truck tires don't win <laughs> every time, I believe. Did you, did you see the Bruce one? I didn't see the Bruce one because I was paying attention to the to other things, uh, filming. So I didn't see it. Of course, I saw the aftermath. But, um, yeah, the one, um, and I apologize, I forgot who it was, but the one that hit the last Don, control, Don Grable. Yeah, and hit the tire. Got a perfect view of that one where, you know, kind of looked like he was monster trucking there. I know. It's always kind of weird, though, is, you know, they just kind of come in like the corner of your eye, like when you're announcing and you just see one, you're like, oh, oh I always feel like, because the Bruce one, I feel like it happens so much faster but there was like so many like you know flips that kind of went in with it when he was going down there it was like oh my god Bruce flipping a turn one you know whatever with like when Don Grable though when he came around and like whipped it it felt like it was just slow-mo yeah. then his car just kind of got airborne because <laughs> it yeah. like dukes the hazard the tire there for a moment well like the Bruce one I was zoomed in on the leaders because they were kind of battling so I was watching that and I didn't see the Bruce thing at all until you you know in my ear you said you know yellow flags out cars upside down or whatever the other one I was doing that area I was filming that area so I saw it coming you know because I always try to pay attention at the corner of my eye and everything so I saw it kind of coming where he lost control and I, I got to see it it was pretty <laughs> the same thing where it, it, it was did pretty look like gnarly right yeah, like it was it, pretty gnarly it did look like slow-mo there's no you know that's what was interesting about it usually when a car flips it's pretty quick or something but it, it's it's almost like you know he slowed down and then accelerated and then hit the tires slow down and then accelerated over the tire <laughs> it's kind of neat so. yeah but Definitely, I want to congratulate all the uh, race winners um, before we get into you know, the actual racing. Uh, JT Imperial, of course, uh, picking up a second win of the year for the ASCS Southwest region uh, here at Arizona Speedway. Chaz Baca Jr., of course, winning in the Modified, as well as the Bomber. And then uh, Darren Workmeister getting his uh, first dub in the uh, Pierce Talks this year, so that was good to see. I mean, they've been kind of battling some gremlins in that car. I remember you know, about a month ago, they kind of switched. Darren and Robert you know, switched cars to try to figure out what was going on with the, each other. 
Pierce and vice versa. And here, I mean, Darren just kind of put on a show there in that Pierce stock main. But uh, back to the uh, the ASCS main, I mean, it was a great race. Uh, Jeff Lowry led the majority of the race, um, started uh, on the pole, did the redraw. He actually wanted, you know, to start outside row one, but uh, did get the, uh, didn't hit the pole. And uh, he took off with a man, led the first at what, like 27 laps? Of that thing? Yeah. Not 20, so there's 25 laps oh, in whatever. ASCS racing, yeah. but 22 laps. So, I mean, it was definitely exciting. Um, JT Imperial, you know, kind of had to fool him on a restart. And, you know, he was trying to go low while Larry went up high. Yeah. And then you just didn't really know what was going to happen. Larry's like, well, I got to go low, kind of block him. And Larry's car just wasn't, you know, built to stay low. And he even said it in his post race. He's like, yeah. I don't need my, my car to just, you know, it's one of those where you have to just light up the cushion, let her rip, you yeah, know. Let so. her go. <laughs> well, that was the interesting thing about Saturday night was some guys were low, some guys were high. It, you know. Um, you know, some guys were switching. Some guys were low in the couple turns and high on the other one. And uh, so, in terms of track conditions, that made it for an exciting race. You know, he was out there in the lead until the red, though. It, it, I was definitely focusing on uh, the second and through fifth place spots as opposed to the first because he was just dominating the whole thing. Yeah, he was so. dominating. I thought he was going to walk away with it. <laughs> then that yellow came out. I was like, all right, well, I guess, guess we're not going to have that. And then, of course, uh, him and Grable going side by side you know, yeah. for that lap. And we didn't get a lap in there. Like, they were coming off turn four to complete that lap. And that's when Grable just, you know, kind of overdrove a little yeah. bit there and uh, did his thing. But uh, look for the videos to come out uh, a little bit later on. Uh, congratulations to uh, JT Imperial on uh, winning that race there getting back into Santan Ford victory lane and uh, of course the modified side Chaz Bacher Jr. won that race over uh, Darren Center who um, picking up some speed here man Center you know won that race uh, two weeks ago and uh, here he was back you know battling for the lead had the lead there for a brief moment and uh, Chaz you know got by him and then uh, Darren and John Morris Jr. had some words afterwards <laughs> yes uh, Darren wasn't too happy with the way John raced him and thought you know he could have ran him could have got by him a little cleaner, which I don't know. I think the, where the track was at, John was fast, where Darren was fast at, and there was going to yeah. be a little something. So how, well, how do you feel about that? Because, I mean, you, you obviously saw it, and we got it on the video, and I was re-watching it and everything. I didn't, I didn't think there was anything crazy going yeah, on. Yeah, I didn't think it was anything too crazy. I mean, they did make contact coming to the line, um, but it was nothing, you know, they weren't there. I mean, John was just, I mean, that race pretty much, you know, was kind of there in the the middle groove they were both running yeah, fast yeah. using the same groove and John you know riding Darren's tire tracks so when he tried to go around him they made contact but I mean they made up afterwards uh, you know John I was interviewing John you know uh Post race when he was talking and uh, he was like, "Yeah, Darren's not too happy with me." And then Darren came over and gave him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, so. that was that was pretty funny. <laughs> so, so that was good, you know. I mean, I, I think that was kind of like preemptive to what we saw Sunday in the NASCAR race, which right. we're definitely gonna get into that uh, here in a little bit as well. But uh, yeah, g- good to see you guys. You know, battle each other on the track and then, then hug it out afterwards. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's that age old thing where both guys were trying to do the right thing, and you know, the guy that had the lead felt like the other guy. I was kind of pushing him a little bit, which that's the other guy's thing. You know, he's trying to get out there and win too. Um, you know, as long as that's one thing about Arizona Speedway is they have no problem block flagging a guy for being aggressive or, or yeah. something like that. So, uh, you know, they have no problem causing those problems and making drivers mad that go overboard and and things like that. So it does, they do, but they do also let it go as well, kind of, which makes yeah, it like, I mean, for the most part, so. like, I mean, there was nothing like ill will or anything, like, you know, and when you're up in the booth, you'll hear, you know, Jason be like, he'll be like, hey, that's freaking... <laughs> 
you know, that's rough driving right there. And he ain't saying freaking, but he's like, yeah. that, that's rough driving. Or, you know, if he missed it, he'll be like, hey, what, you know, he'll ask me, what'd you think about it? And, I mean, nine times out of ten, I'm usually like, that's just racing yeah. nil, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Unless I see, like, somebody just straight, like, fuck somebody squash up. And I'm like, all right, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> he, they, he took him out, man. Yeah, I mean, if they drive into somebody and purposely <laughs> put him into the wall or into the infield or flip them or something. If his front know. tires are up on the other guy's hood, <laughs> then I'll probably say, yeah, he, he, rough, he, he might have rough drove a little bit there. <laughs> but usually nine times out of ten, I'll be like, ah, yeah, just racing yeah. deal, whatever. Because <laughs> there's also some stuff that I noticed beforehand, too. Like, I remember like a couple weeks ago, I don't remember what race it was. I think it was a uh, sport mod race. I think they black flagged Jay Jason George, yeah. and the twenty-two, right? No, the two G, oh, the two JG, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. and they black flag him, or they black flag somebody. But I remember when it happened, Jason or the other guy, whoever it was, like the cars like made contact before that, yeah. And then you know he's just kind of coming back and returning the favor, you know, the next lap. So they missed the first one. I was like, oh no, he's just turning the favor. And Jason's like, hey, no, no. And then like Jonah getting up, he's like, oh no, he was just you know coming back at him because we haven't previous laps. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't see that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to make those calls. Like, I totally get that. So, you see one thing, like, oh, no. He- yeah, but that's where I think that's where they do a good job of erring on the side of, you know, <laughs> caution more than, right. you know, they, they make sure that it's not aggressive driving because, you know, it's it's a dangerous thing and you can really get right. somebody hurt being crazy. But at the same time, bumping and, you know, racing into a corner and one guy slides into another guy <laughs> just because, you know, whatever the track conditions are it's you know it's, that's just part of it you got to go with it oh totally but uh congratulations Chaz Baca Jr. winning the modified main event uh he is uh, still your IMCA national points leader been having a lot of rain outs over there in the midwest so uh yeah he said he's going to uh go run some other states during the hiatus yeah I think so he's going right? to, he's going out to California uh yeah. to go run so that's going to be uh, pretty exciting seeing him out there in, uh, in Cali uh they are still looking for some sponsorship for Boone Iowa the nationals coming up yes. in September so anybody out there got some money you want to throw down hey hit me up I'll get you in contact with uh, Chaz and uh, the crew out there if you want to help those guys uh, make it to Boone yeah he's um, a and he's, he's a good kid man he's, he's a good racer uh, doesn't really complain yeah just turned 21 yeah like I mean he's just yeah, we, you know we got the six pack coming out with him uh, yeah we got the shortly. six pack coming out here in a couple weeks with him gonna get uh, also got a few get to know your drivers out here in Arizona so I mean, that's my, gonna be a, you know my 10 year old Ethan was there when we were filming everything and got to meet him and talk to him and even he was impressed and he was excited when he won uh, you know he doesn't get too excited when people win but he, he realized instantly that he had won when he saw him on there and was all excited about it so it's good and, and they were both good races the modified and, and the bombers that he ran on were, were right. both, the bombers he came back right yeah bombers yeah, he started a little bit deeper in the pack and came back and won that one and uh, so yeah I mean, he, I mean he's been getting done that car all year so no surprise there that yeah. he's just been destroying it in that car uh, started back in like ninth place I think and, oh, yeah, I was going to say 11 yeah, something like that, yeah. And then uh, the Pure main, also Darren Workmeister, finally good to see uh, him put together a full race here and uh, yeah. get in victory lane. So that was good to see. Uh, of course, over Kevin Parker, and by uh, virtue of Kevin Parker finishing second, uh, ahead of Larry Brigner, he is now your new points leader. So we hit the break. So uh, I don't know how this feels. You know, I kind of asked some of the drivers, like, man, you know, now we get this summer break, you kind of get a kind of hang out because Parker I mean he won two weeks ago mm-hmm. he has momentum, and then he finished yeah. second and it's like all your momentum's just gotta stop yeah. right now and just gotta wait like that's gotta suck so much right <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. I mean, he obviously has the car dialed in right now and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, a lot can change in, you know, a month just sitting around. And 
uh, for everybody. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they come back how how fired up they are, and we all know how an engine or something small can affect a race pretty quickly. So, um, but uh, <coughs> excuse me. But yeah, the, you know, so the races in general on Saturday were pretty exciting races. The heat races were pretty standard. Uh, and those are going up right now, actually. Those are uploading as we're talking. Um, but the main races, you know, were actually very exciting to watch on Saturday night. Yeah, I think, yeah, I thought all the main events were pretty exciting to watch. So uh, definitely uh, glad, you know, they were, they were quick, too, which is good. Yes. They but, were quick. It wasn't like one of those nights where we got... Because, I mean, I know a lot of people see, like, 8 o'clock start time, and they're like, man, we're going to be at the track till midnight, yeah, you know? But, I mean, Jonah runs... The way he runs the show is great. Like I, well, the heats were done by nine. Yeah, I mean, we, we it seems like Maine at nine at nine fifteen or something. Like and we that. just rolled right into it. And it yeah. seems like you know the thing I like too about like every race week. It seems like you know we do our heat races. No matter how many heats there are, like we usually get heats done within an hour. Yeah. And then you know we'll take a little bit of a break there, do a little track prep, whatever for the mains. And they'll roll out. And uh, yeah, even with uh, what was that? I don't I don't even know how long the fireworks were. We were still yeah, done we, by eleven, right? Yeah, we had the fireworks show. I think it was like eleven fifteen. We got yeah, done, yeah. finished. So I mean, even with the fireworks show, you know, we had to shut down the lights and we had to like reboot yeah, everything, kind of, which kind of sucked. <laughs> we're all sitting there like waiting and stuff. Like, come on, let's go. But uh, but I mean, anytime you have sprint cars, it's a little slower too. It slows down a little bit because just the way yeah, you just need the post trucks and everything yeah. out there and whatnot. <laughs> And then with the two red flags, doesn't help either. So, I mean, yeah. that one, I mean, did kind of get a little drawn out just because of that. But, I mean, it wasn't bad uh, regardless. I mean, they were pretty quick. Uh, no, they, they were still exciting. It. And, and, you know, the the video for the ASCS, I didn't stop it for the red flags or anything. And it ends up being like 35 minutes or right. something like that <laughs> to edit it down. Then it, ends up, it ended up being... Um, you know, I want to say it was like twenty something minutes when I got done editing it. So, right. I mean, it, it, you know, but it, it still moves fast, and you know, those cars are just so fast compared to the other ones. They're just more exciting to watch. Uh, you know, and the winged races are just so much different than the non-winged. Um, I know, and that's was the thing. Yeah, I was talking to Bruce about it. I was like, yeah, it looks like you're trying to whip that thing in there, and you gotta kill off some old habits there. Because I mean, the, the non-winged car, you're, I mean, throwing that thing in there, yeah. and this car, I mean. I know Jason Rounder says all the time, you have a crutch, which is the wing, and I mean, it, it does work as a crutch, you know? So, you're trying to drive it like that, and like you saw him during the heat race videos, he's just like, oh, no, nope. it's like, yeah. it keeps correcting itself every time, so. On, on some of the heat races, and even on the main, I zoomed in on him on a couple laps, just uh, to kind of try to capture that, I think I did, you know, for people that are into it and kind of understand it, you'll, you'll see how how he's fighting it a little bit from what he's used to doing coming out of a corner going into a corner i picked up on that pretty well when i was zoomed in on him a little bit it, it definitely was was interesting to watch for him not being there but even the other guys that drive wings all the time um you know it's just a whole different race i think oh yeah it's definitely a lot different than uh, what we usually have because I, I feel like usually get that one guy just kind of gets out there and they have another guy catch him. I mean, you can catch him pretty yeah. easily. I mean, we don't see that too much in the non-wing guys. Exactly. But anyways, we are off until August 18th. Uh, we come back around SWDRA late models, IMCA modifieds, IMCA sport mods, mod lights and dwarf cars. So if we got five divisions starting August 18th, um, going to be a 7.30 start time. So we're going back into the 
earlier start times for you fans out there. And uh, by all means, check out ArizonaSpeedway.net. Get your tickets and all that jazzness because uh, we will be uh, back before you know it. I mean, this first couple of months have gone by pretty yeah. quick, I feel like. I mean, I feel like it's, you know, just March, you know, just like a week well, ago almost. <laughs> the, the thing about that August 18 race is, you know, those are the modified guys are still trying to qualify for that Boone, Iowa. So, I mean, they're going to come and pat and bring it. It's not going to be one of those lazy summer, you know, let's just go out there and run it. It, it means something for, to, the, to these guys. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, of course, uh, after that, you know, we have a bunch of big races coming up in September. Uh, going to close off September with the Hall of Fame Classic. Going to get uh, two nights of 410 USAC CRA. And then also uh, the Desert Sprint Car Series. Yeah, that'll so be, that'll be that's going to be a fun right show. Here. I always love my Sprint Car guys. Speaking of Sprint Car guys, a little bit of breaking news, man. I got some breaking news. You ready for some breaking yeah, news? I'm ready. What? Uh, Dude, this is where we play the music. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun. <laughs> is that what Dan yes. Heather, ABC? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Yes. What, what do we got for Sprint Car? Breaking sure. news out of the Sprint Car reigns. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know we're friends, but I don't know if I can say this or not, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, Stevie Sussex. Is this has touched down in Arizona, and he is back. So he's done with the Midwest run, the Indiana run there? Yep, he is no longer driving for the Burtons up there. He is uh, back in Arizona. Don't know uh, anything about a ride or anything like that, but he is back uh, as of 4.05 this morning. Well, he's, he's got a month or whatever to, to catch a ride, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe he's seen go out and do some like, California stuff. I don't know. Um, but we do have the Freedom Tour coming up here next month for the USAC guys going yeah. to the Midwest. So oh, that's right. Yeah, I know we're talking about kicking tires going on that deal, uh, hanging out with those guys for a little bit so yeah, it'd be a fun little run so we're going to look into that and see if we can throw it in there we'll have to miss the final race because of the august 18 race right. but we can catch you know the first what four yeah uh, first before three. that and every, three, right? first three. three yeah i always forget how many are on there so yeah well that's good he's coming back because it'll just bring another sprint car guy in here if you get when he gets a ride and uh, get exciting out there because he's always fun to watch race and he's competitive uh, most nights yeah i really think you know the thing with that i mean he said you know he, he didn't talk bad about it he just said you know just wasn't really going anywhere with the car out here and uh in indiana yeah in indiana they're i know they're up in uh joliet illinois last week during nascar weekend and yeah. ran with the war guys so uh i think a lot of his stuff is i mean he wants to like race more than what they're you yeah, know they racing i mean he, i mean hell he came here for like two weeks yeah yeah he was yeah you know, like, two weeks i was like why is he still here? like two weeks ago he was up for like two weeks and yeah. you know these guys are out there racing and <laughs> he wasn't yeah. you know so i mean it's just one of those deals so but i bet you he learned a lot back there because those drivers are a lot different than the drivers out here they do race more uh and i've always that's what i've always told you there's a diff, you can tell it's a race car driver that races 200 nights a week a year and the guys that race 100 nights a year there's oh, definitely, a big definitely. difference between the way they look on the track when you when you see them together uh so you probably learned a few things to come out here and uh, maybe give uh you know charging charles and rj when rj comes back uh, from you know during his breaks on the other on the other circuit and compete with those guys yeah so there you go breaking news here on the racing jason podcast heard it here first i don't care what they try to tell you otherwise else you heard it here <laughs> anyways speaking speaking of julia illinois damn they put on a pretty good little stock car race this past yeah, weekend huh yeah you know um well the finish was just amazing watching the finish there but the whole event with the schedule slide job slide <laughs> job he sounded like Jim Rock Dale Earnhardt Jr you can tell like the emotion he brings into the, yeah. the booth like he sounded just like you know good old Jim, Jim Ross and he's like stutter stutter stone cold yeah. stutter like he just got like hyped and I was 
I saw a little bit on his podcast today. They posted where he was like, I was trying, he's like, I was looking over at Rick because I was trying to tell, get Rick to say it. Yeah. But he didn't realize like the mic was actually on. <laughs> so he's like yelling at Rick. He's still learning. Trying to talk. He's like, slide job, slide job. But it made the broadcast even better. Yeah. The, did you like the four man booth? So at first, I like, I didn't like it one because I remember talking to you like we're watching it mid race. So like overall Sunday, I thought was probably the better it, mile and a half race. Like I think yeah. top to bottom. Like I remember like mid race, I saw something you know Matt Weaver tweeted out, and I was like you know thinking the same thing. Like, you know this is a pretty good, pretty solid little race right now that we have. I mean, you saw I mean Clint Boyer leading early on, then have his issues, came back, got back on the lead lap. Four, what, uh, four pit stops he had yeah. to make. <laughs> you saw uh, Eric Almarola win the stage. That was pretty cool to see. Like, you know, somebody you don't really expect to, like, go out and win stages won a stage. And him, and then you saw, I mean, end of stage two, well, and you had yeah. Kevin Harvick and Kurt Busch, teammates battling out. Yeah. So you thought it was going to be a Ford Stewart Haas racing day because those guys were the class of the field near the first couple stages. But then at the end, I mean, after, you know, working on the car, getting it dialed in, I mean, it came down to Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson. And I thought, I mean, when it comes back in terms of, like, the four-man booth, I thought it was weird because you could tell, like, it would be... So they pretty much have Steve Letarte and Dell Jr. in one booth. And they have Rick Allen and Jeff Burton in another booth because they can't get all four guys in the same. Yeah. So they had it set up like that. And I thought it was weird because, you know, they would come back from commercial and it would just be Jeff Burton. Then they would go to commercial, come back, and just be Dell Jr., but then at the end, it was all four of them, which I thought, like, all four of them wasn't that bad. But I think when you separate it, that's where it gets weird. I think, well, Sunday was better than Saturday's Xfinity race. That's the first, like, it was a huge improvement Sunday. And I don't know if that's just because the different race types and everything. Um, but the thing the thing that, w- that I didn't like about the four-man booth was, it was like four guys just sitting at a bar drink, talking. You know, it was like, and you heard a lot of that on Saturday. Like Saturday, yeah, I don't yeah, feel like but they Sunday were like, wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So that's why Sunday was like Saturday was like, well, you know, normally you would do this. What do you guys? What would you think if you did this? You know, and there's a lot of that back and forth, which kind of annoyed me because like you know, oh, call the race, you know, tell us inside stuff, but you know, don't say something, you know. And then with the whole, you know, with all the respect to you, because they don't want to insult each yeah, other. Yeah, at the end with Dale Jarrett, like that was just dumb. <laughs> like he said it three times this weekend, but even yeah. Dale Jarrett said, "Man, he's better at me." I know. I just thought, like, the terminology was great that Dale Jr. was kind of bringing in because, you know, he's used yeah. to running up on the wall. And you heard him say, man, I've been waiting for Kyle Larson to put up on the boards. Yeah. And well, people were like, what the hell? Yeah. Put on the board? I thought that was, like, the greatest area. He's like, I'm waiting for them to put up for well, them to put it on the boards. And then Jeff Burton, you know, old man Jeff Burton, <laughs> Jeff Burton comes there. He's like, he's trying to put it on the boards right now. You know, he just kind of sounded like that old hip dad trying to, like. <laughs> and so well, I, I thought, like, those little inquiries were, like, funny. You know? <laughs> he's like, he's trying to put it on the boards. He's like, what the hell? Does that even mean, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that that was the thing that Junior brought to it. I think differently was he brought that driver. It's like you know, even though I'm not a big fan of Tony Romo's calls because he's wrong a lot, but you know they give you that inside inside track. And what was great about that was one driver was up on the boards as they call it, and one driver was down low for a little bit there, so he could talk about the guys up on the wall, you know, and what they're going through with the wind and the draft, the dirty air stuff like that. That you didn't get a lot of times in those booths before, because you think driving up on a wall at 170 miles an hour is a smooth ride, when in actuality it's it's not. And I think he did a good job 
you know, explaining that. So it was good. But yeah, definitely Sunday's four-man booth was a lot better than Saturday's. As long as they stay away from, like I said, just that whole, you know, well, I used to do this. Like, what do you guys think? You know, right. it was just like four guys talking. It, and it that's what I like. So bit. you know how like most guys, they, they talk over your head? Dale Jr. is not like a no, over your head no. talker, which is just well, they try to be too smart, you know. Which like I think is awesome, you know. Like you watch like Fox. I mean, Jeff Gordon, he's saying crap I don't know, <laughs> and then Daryl Waltrip, he's so much older that he's saying like you know he's Even all about crap, this, you don't know. this yeah. vortex theory or something, you know. Like oh, if they get cars on track with the clouds in the air, it's not going to rain because of the vortex. Theory. He just brings up this weird shit. But then Dale Jr., you know, he kind of comes in there. I mean, Jeff Burton, I think he should be like. That guy could run for office, and he'd make office. He's such a great talker. I remember yeah, last year at Chicagoland, I had to interview him um, up in, like, the Diamond Champions Club or whatever at Chicagoland, and he was just like, he could be the mayor. You know, that's why they they actually called him the mayor. Yeah, that's what they call him. And uh, it's so crazy, like, when I mean, you look at, like, him and his brother, because his brother Ward, like, kind of talks this, like, old, drawn-out, southern type of way, where Jeff is, like, just boom 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 here's what you gotta do but he talks it and makes it sound away like over your head but then Dell Jr. covers like came in they like went you know did their lap with some whoever had like the in-car camera helmet cam he's like alright so drive over these bumps right here it's like drop, yeah, it's like it. falling off a cliff <laughs> boom right there and, <laughs> yeah. it was like yeah. it was like old school John Madden you know he didn't try to sell you shit to impress you like he, he wasn't anything like that he was just kind of like Boom, pardon. Like, boom, check that out. No, and that's what he did. He showed what drivers go through. Because generally when you watch NASCAR, you know, it's as far as you know, it's just guys. And then you'll hear guys complain. Like, like I always think about that time we were in Vegas and Dale Jr. was on his microphone the whole time complaining that his car was shaking too much, you know. And it was like, shut up, baby, and drive, you right. know. But, you know, but he would have been able to explain it and explain why that was a detriment, why that was such a struggle for him and whatnot, which is what he did. I, I enjoyed Sunday's one a lot. And it's just going to get better as the rest uh-huh. of the year goes on. Which will be exciting because they have some races coming up that, um, you know, some big races coming up here that are going to be big. And the drivers right now are they're they're competing. They're they're going at it. Every, seems like every Sonoma is a different. The, piece, the one but. thing I'm not, I don't know if I'm a fan of yet or not is they're going with this whole big three selling point, which you heard a lot on Sunday. Yeah, the big three: Kyle Busch, Mark Truex. Kevin Harvick. Those are the big three. I feel like you're trying to sell me on NBC show This Is Us because that's what the kids' names are, the big three. Maybe. Um, so is maybe they're really? trying to cross-promote here, I feel like NBC's doing. That's that's just kind of what I got out of it for yeah. the first little bit. But I don't know, at the same time, so like, I'm kind of like, man, they're just going to make it all about them. But then at the same time, you look at it like a parody standpoint. It's like, you know, we can kind of want parody in NASCAR for a long time because you don't really get that. So maybe it's cool to have, you know, a Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, or not Kyle Larson, Kyle Bush and Mark Truex go out there, but then you have, I mean, the thing that sucks right now is like, that's a Ford and two Toyotas. When you look at the other manufacturer, Chevy, they ain't won since Daytona 500, and it has not even been that big of a story this they, year. They haven't, like, the Hendrick, they haven't even competed in a race, right? Right. Like, yeah. the Hendrick guys have not looked good all season long. Yeah. Um, Kyle Larson, of course, he's a badass, so he's going to look good. And I mean, that kind of takes us to the finish here of, you know, Sunday's race. I mean, he looked phenomenal phenomenal in that race like come back like once he got past Kevin Harvick I remember downstairs is like what 19 to go three yeah. and a half second lead and I was like man he's coming and then they went to commercial break and they came back it was from like <laughs> 3.65 seconds to like 2.25 yeah. seconds like he's gonna catch him yeah and like he's just running the high line the entire time and then like you know he scrapes the wall eight to go it's like alright hang on hang on do it 
sure enough, though, I mean, lap cars kind of coming there and getting to play. Oh. And, you know, he came back and... Even those final two races where they were basically neck to neck, I mean, they were hitting the wall, you know, they were shoving each other in the wall, they were hitting, banging with each other, trying to get there, and... Um, you know that that I mean it was definitely exciting. There's a lot of anger uh, from NASCAR fans, which I know you have a beef with. But you know, obviously, if you're a, a Larson fan and that happens to your driver, you're gonna be upset about it. You know, because he definitely ran up to the backside of him and and spun him out and and all that. But at the same time, you know, he finished second. And excuses. he did it to him first. I mean, that's that's where I kind of fall in because like I mean, when me like I don't really have a favorite NASCAR guy anymore. Or whatever, like I kind of gave up on that, you know, five years ago when Dale Jr. started running like shit because he was my guy, yeah, you know. <laughs> I was like, eh, whatever, like, yeah, kind of went in that thing. Like, I just want to see like good racing, and then we don't get that much. So, when we do, I was like, oh man, this is like exciting, like edging your you know, seat yeah. type stuff that we're getting here. And I was gonna be happy here. I mean, I can say right now, if I had to pick a favorite, it probably would be Kyle Bush. I know because you like his attitude. I just like, I mean. I don't like that when he got out. I just out, like he's a badass. When he got out and, you know, went to get the flag and all that stuff. You know, I don't like those antics. Like, that's just stupid. So, but. looking back at the whole entire last lap, I mean, obviously, Larson had to make a move. So, I'm on, I'm totally on board with him trying to... I mean, you don't see a slide job in NASCAR. Yeah. So, I mean, I know Adele Jr. was all amped up about it. And then it didn't work out, which, you know, he hit him. You know, doored him a little bit, hit the wall, like... That shit happens. Like when you don't complete, you see it in a sprint car all the time when yeah, a guy doesn't complete a yeah. slide job. Yeah. That shit happens. Except usually when that happens, you got one guy up on his lid and the other guy is driving away or he's pissed off because he's up underneath that guy. Well, you know? Well, Kyle Bush even said that in his post race conference was like, did he finish second? Because that's amazing he didn't crash, you know? Yeah. And then, like, he was like, I mean, he was shocked. And even, you know, after the race, you know, Larson got out and thumbed him up. Like, I hate the fans who are like, don't be mad because Larson's not mad. Like, no, like, you're a fan. Like, be mad. Like, I doubt every game, you know, you go to, like, a baseball game or a football game, and your team loses on, like, a bone bullshit call, you know, but they, that's their job. Like, they're going home smiling, whatever, the next day, ready for practice. Like, you can be mad at that because you're a fan. Don't say don't be mad because yeah, yeah. your driver's not mad. Like, don't be mad because I, your baseball team well, I mean, just like, lost the game that you went to, the only I mean, game you could afford to go to all year long. They yeah, lost know, right? on a bullshit blown call, you know? Well, I mean, like, I mean, they're, Larson, you know, he, he's been around racing long enough that, you know, he understands what happened and everything. Uh, but I also understand the fans' viewpoint, too. I mean, he, you know, regardless of the slide went through or not, I mean, he rammed up in the back of him and wrecked him to go past him. All right, so what do you... So I, can I call that. fair game on that. No, I, no I, I'm not saying it was a wrong thing. I'm saying I can understand right. why the fans were booing and everything was... Because I can understand, if you're a Kyle Larson fan, you're going to be upset that that happened to your driver. You know, there's no doubt about it, so be upset about it. Um, I didn't see anything wrong with it um, at all, because they were, they were both battling each other for, what, two laps? You got a lap and a half? I mean, they were... Bush was getting slammed into the wall there, you know. Dude, well, it would have made that better though if if Larson like could have like saved that car on the racetrack, and, then, I know, right? and then like at least like battle him to the start yeah, exactly. finish line. Like yeah. that would have been so badass. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, and it's you know, and I get the dynamics of it and everything, but I didn't think it was there. Actually, I think that should happen every week in NASCAR. Like even if a guy's got like a 10 second lead, you know, a car needs to come out of nowhere and just run to the back of him just to see what happens. <laughs> just run to later. Let's make it. No, yeah. I think that's what made it so cool too. Is that you don't see that anymore in today's no. racing but I mean yeah. looking back on it you really didn't see the whole lot and 
yesteryear's racing either. Like, I don't know why. Like, no, people kind of not at the ending, but you saw that more throughout the races. Yeah. Like, now you it, the, the one thing that made that so great was it was the end of the race and they were battling it out. But you used to see that during the middle of the race, the beginning of a race, and now all you see is guys racing three seconds apart and I think, avoiding each other. And I think that's what made Sunday so good is that you did see that throughout the entire well, race. Well, I think like stage, two, stage two finish was two guys, teammates battling it out. I mean, one of them, teammate almost wrecked a teammate trying to win that stage. So, And that was the thing was it was the whole race going through. Guys were battling it and it was wide open. You know, with no restrictor plates, you know, no keeping them back, no side-by-side racing. It was, right, you're going up on a guy, your job's to get around him whether you do or you don't and then, you know, you go at it. And, uh, and you know, you never see an end of a stage where two guys are battling. Like they just the need the to race. figure out how to run every race on an extremely hot slick track. Because, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are like, man, they ran a hot slick track. They, they got lucky. Like, now they need to not go. I mean, Daytona, obviously, under lights, it's going to be close because of yeah. the stretcher plate. But after that, in July, come to Phoenix. Come, well, come race at Phoenix. <laughs> I, think, I think that's, yeah, I was thinking about this. Monday, Monday, after I was reading some stuff on it, I think that's why the race was so exciting, is you don't see races like that anymore. It's not the open-style racing anymore. I mean, even the earlier long tracks weren't raced that way, you know? Yeah, because they're um, all, like, kind of, like, towards, like, you know, 70-degree temperatures Yeah, they're all bunched like up and yeah. everything. And, I mean, this was a guy had a, you know, nine-second lead, and then half a lap later, he had a three-second lead, <laughs> you know? And a guy was coming up on him, and then they were hitting each other, banging each other, trying to get by on turn. You know, it wasn't like on the fairway or on the fairways, the straightaways and whatnot. So, I mean, it's just exciting. If NASCAR has more than that, they'll have more fans come back. So, we got to figure out a way to get Texas in July. Uh, (laughs) Phoenix, they need to come run Phoenix Uh, right now. I'll I'll go. Phoenix was (laughs) Phoenix wasn't like that. Phoenix, I mean, it's a short track, but Phoenix was a banger for the most part. yeah, I think this was a good race this past year with yeah. uh, Harvick and Hamlin battling. But I mean, you got Vegas in what September, mm-hmm. and Vegas is hot in September. Um, you got Indy in September. September this year, it's gonna be hot. It's still gonna be muddy. Indy's always kind of that, that weird one because, like last year, Indy's race was really weird because there was like so many wrecks that happened. But that was July, though, right? Yeah, that was yeah. July. But like usually, it, you don't get anything. Like there's no excitement at all. So well, it's know. a short track, right? For those guys, at least. Long track. It's a weird track. For yeah, that's what I mean. I mean it's two and a half track. miles. Yeah, I guess that's more rectangle that's, track. Like, I guess that's what I mean. It's not built yeah. for stock cars, so it just yeah. looks weird when they're on it. So they I all follow I mean. yeah. one groove. No, anyways, I thought it was all fair game. And then I am a fan of Kyle Busch's antics afterwards. <laughs> I know you are. Because, I mean, he's done that before when the fans were, I mean, fans were just booing They were lighting him up, which I've been to one of those races. I've been to two of those races, actually, where they've lit up the driver for like shit like that. So I was at a race in Daytona 2008. July race, Tony Stewart wrecked Kyle Busch to win, and everybody, you know, obviously went with Stewart on that one. So they were cheering Stewart left and right and whatnot. And Tony's like, I didn't want to win that way, but you know, I won. And then I went to, uh, it was a race at Texas that was kind of one like that where the guy, you know, slid the guy up, uh, coming in late, and he got booed, but he was like, whatever, you know, it happens. So, I mean, I think. Were you a Tony Stewart fan? No, I wasn't. I, I wasn't a really big Tony Stewart guy. But he he has that attitude all the time. He had that F U attitude. I don't know why. Like 
I wasn't really like a huge like Tony guy. I think just because like everybody I knew around me was like yeah, Tony Stewart this, Tony Stewart that. There's a dirt track, you know, like and bro. everything. Like running into him in like the garage, like I'll you know shoot the shit with him and BS with him. Like he's a great guy. Yeah. But I just wasn't like you know I was like a fan of motorsports. I was just wasn't really like a I huge mean, like Tony Stewart guy for some reason. I mean, this is gonna sound crude what I'm about to say, but I mean he basically killed the guy in a racetrack and was like fuck you, you know. I mean I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> That's a little crude. <laughs> I said I was gonna go crude for a minute. That's a little bit. Too, too harsh? That's what Kyle Busch would do, though. Kyle Busch would run somebody over and then be like, your problem. Get out of my way. I don't think I was high. Whatever. Anyways, not, not hearsay or getting to that stuff, but <laughs> I thought it was great when Kyle got out and did the crybaby gesture, and then I thought it was great because the fans were still booing him, and, you know, NBC does the thing now where, like, you can talk, you know, you're pretty much talking to the fans on the front stretch, and he said... If you don't like that, just get yeah, up quit out, watching. Get yeah. out of my fucking house, man. Like yeah, I don't quit, know. If you don't like that race, then quit watching. And that's the one thing I thought was so funny about Jeff Gluck's uh, uh, Twitter poll. He does a poll after every race. Yeah. You know, was Chicagoland a good race, or was Texas, was Phoenix, what was whatever a good race? And it got ninety two percent yes, eight percent no. And there were people in their commenting. He's like, I only said no because of Toyota won. It's like, well, you didn't answer the question. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it, the poll is, was it a good race? Like you said. It was, but yet you said you voted no because... Yeah, I don't have a favorite driver by any stretch. I have a few guys that I dislike, like Kyle Busch, just because of his antics and um, everything. But, you know, I don't root against him or anything. And like I said, that was one of the most exciting races, you know, especially the finish. But like I said, even at the end of two and three, I was just amazed, or end of stage two. So, yeah, people that don't, I have to agree with them on that. If people that didn't enjoy that race, they're just not race fans. Right. I mean, I, I think there's always been a big disconnect with NASCAR and race fans, regardless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we've been over that before, too. It's, they also don't embrace them, you know? Right. I mean, like, this year, I mean, I read the, somebody... The drivers embrace them, but NASCAR doesn't embrace the fans. I read right? someone who posted, uh, they did an interview with uh, Kyle Larson, Chicagoland, before the race, like, what's your... So fan asked, what's your biggest challenge in racing? And he said beating the PA posse. <laughs> he's like, I can't beat the Pennsylvania posse, and that's where he's at right now. Ran second last night, so, I mean, he that, that's his biggest challenge in racing, yeah. and then, you know, somebody's going to see that and be like, oh, this guy, no, your biggest challenge, have one Daytona 500, have one championship, how's that his biggest challenge? Like, because it is, jack off. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, you, that's a different class. That's where we talked about where this, you know, they got to incorporate. NASCAR's got to do a better job of incorporating fans into their track, and it could be just something as simple as more fan events. Like, I know they have them at the racetrack, but they don't advertise them, right? So, right. you go to, like, Vegas or PIR, and you walk in, and a driver's being interviewed on a stage and he'll spend 20 minutes and he's in regular clothes and he'll spend after the interview he'll spend 20 minutes signing autographs or talking to people and they just don't do that stuff so people don't know and i'm really used to like always put out like hey here's where so-and-so is going to be and now they just like follow this link remember we were buying that that hat or that koozie or whatever and it's like mcdowell who's from phoenix so you think you would hype him up and and it's like oh michael mcdowell you, you, no, was it michael yeah it was michael yeah. mcdowell you're like, like hey, hey michael mcdowell signing autographs today because you saw the sign and i go yeah he's right here signing him right now <laughs> like you know and like nobody was there and he's from Phoenix like why wouldn't you as NASCAR promote that you know as a bigger event well I think a lot of that like comes that. down to the tracks because the tracks have to do promotion like a lot of people want to blame like NASCAR for it I think but in terms of I promoting get, the event I get like that. it has to be like the tracks have to do their no, promotion I, I get that but it's a NASCAR event NASCAR needs to incorporate the fans more if you look at 90% of the complaints it's 
not race. It's racing per se, but it's it's not race it's, related as to why they're not watching exactly. anymore. It's a lot of it comes to the other NASCAR turned their back on me. Yeah, exactly. Which you get that a lot. Which I think you know TV networks are trying to make it better. I know uh, Kenny Wallace just did a sit down interview with Kyle Larson. That's going to air on like the racing yeah. show. He did it at the dirt track. He said all we talked about was dirt racing. And then, like, coming up, you know, they have the Dirt Race at the Door coming up this month. Yeah. Larson and uh, Christopher Bell are going to be in the booth. They're doing it. Yeah. So, like, they're going to be but, but that, on the broadcast. And that's so. what I'm saying. So, you know, with Dale Jr. now being in there, Jeff Gordon, you know, you have those guys, you know. <laughs> DW, I enjoy him because he's that old school guy, you know. But just some of the things he says, like, I don't want to be in there driving 200 miles an hour. It's like, shh. You know, because his cars didn't drive that fast, you know. Right. <laughs> they were literally pulled off of the lot and ran, you know. And it's like, stop saying that stuff. Like, hype up that they're going that fast. Because that's what the kids want today, you know. They want to know they're driving that fast and what the dangers are and stuff like that, you know. So, But that, that's that's what I mean by NASCAR needs to incorporate fans more. Is they just don't do it at all. It's just, you know, it's what's the harm of, you know promoting your drivers and promoting an event or hey when you come out I know it's the track's responsibility and their promotion but NASCAR needs to get on board on that and embrace the fans because that's 90% you know people I guarantee you if you read more into the details people people love that Chicagoland race they might be upset with the ending because their driver didn't win or whatever but they enjoyed the race but then they're going to turn around and complain about something that has nothing to do with the racetrack oh yeah and that's where they mess up and it's like you know needs to, it, they they do it as a whole day and a whole weekend event you know they they promote it as a whole weekend and day event and then everybody complains about what they did while they were there and it's like embrace it more instead know? of trying to hype up because right now I mean they're still it's what Tuesday yeah right now yep or recording this. So. so right now there's still, you know, everything you see is still about Sunday's race and the, and the finish. So now you need to look forward. Like It doesn't take long to sit, shoot out a tweet. Like you got NASCAR's on Twitter. There's a lot of NASCAR fans yeah. on Twitter, Facebook. I can't even tell you where they're racing this weekend. Daytona. Okay. I had no idea. <laughs> they talked about it a lot during the, the coverage. I, okay. But so I forgot. But that's my point though. Is, but yeah. So now it's time to get ahead because it's a short week. Racing, they're racing Friday and Saturday night. So you got to like yeah, start getting on board with... With that stuff. But if they were tweeting it or commercials on it and stuff like that, I would have seen it and it would be in the back of my mind. Whereas, okay, so I heard it on Sunday a hundred times because I was watching the race and listening to it. But, I, you know, by Tuesday... But I got during commercials, we all just kind of zone out anyway, so... Yeah, so that's what I mean. That, that's what I mean. They just kind of embrace it and sell it more. And, you know, if, if they did that, they, they would get... And then open up the... I know they do all the racing. And I don't mind a restrictor plate and them bunched up. I know you don't particularly like it, but I think that brings another challenge, you know, to it. Like it's just like Sonoma, you know, it's the one track a year where it's just different, you know. So oh, let's do it and see. I'm sure it's not as well liked as the other ones, but um, you know, it's just something for the drivers to test them. You want you want your champion at the end of the year to be the best driver. So always. like right now, four minutes ago, they posted up. Let's take another look at this finish. <laughs> They're not doing anything, you know, when it comes to, like, talking about Daytona. Oh, here's one. They're going to honor service members this weekend at DIS. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I totally agree. But there's nothing, yeah, but there's nothing on drivers, racing, a, uh, so they're racing Friday, Saturday, so wins practice, wins, you know, that stuff. It, it, it takes two seconds to promote your sport and a driver, you know, hey, so-and-so last week at practice did this, let's see if they can do it again this week or, you know, whatever, you know, or like when you told me the schedule was different where they ran the Xfinity and then qualified, 
Like, I was like, that's the greatest idea ever. They should have hyped that more, you know? Oh, yeah. I was actually excited to see how these guys pulling out of a car on their deathbeds, basically. Yeah, Chase Elliott <laughs> went out qualified third after yeah. drinking a Mountain Dew. You know, and then 45, in 45 minutes, they got to be out qualifying in, in a completely different car, in a diff- completely different setup. They got to be in qualifying, you know, for that. And I was actually intrigued by that, you know? Because like before, I thought they just did it their normal schedule. I had no idea until you said something. And, and I'm... I'm the definition of casual NASCAR fan. I watch most races when I'm home because there's nothing else on. It's, it's on in the background. I, I even watched this Chicagoland race over the World Cup. I missed the World Cup game that was playing at the same time. Um, and I wanted to watch it. It wasn't a game that was going to be boring. I was like, oh, I want to watch this game. But I turned to NASCAR because it was exciting to watch. And that's what they're, that's what they're missing, you know. But anyway, enough about the NASCAR rant. Yeah, anyways, got a big weekend uh, coming up. Of course, uh, we are dark, like I said, until August 18th at Arizona Speedway. Uh, do us some racing coming up in Arizona next weekend at Central Arizona Speedway, and then also on the 28th of July as well down in uh, Peoria Canyon uh, Speedway Park. I'm actually going to be out uh, New Mexico. in southern New Mexico Speedway this weekend uh, helping out Rue and them guys with the uh, MVT night and uh, some fireworks. I get more fireworks. Yeah, I saw that this yes. weekend. So that's uh, pretty exciting. Got the Lucas Oil Power I three hundred five sprint cars. Uh, first time calling those guys. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, mixed in with the uh, some late models, the X mods, the Legend cars, and uh, the USRA stock cars. So uh, it's gonna be a, a fun little weekend out there in uh, New Mexico uh, this Saturday. So looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be exciting. So I'll be here, I believe, working. At ET for the mud bogs and uh, sand rails and truck pole uh, on that one. So if you like that stuff, come on out. I don't know how many cars we're gonna get with the heat and everything yeah, I don't know. for the mud bog. The sand will be good in the truck pole, I hope. But, uh, but yeah, so come on out to ET if you're uh, mud bogs and uh, sand pools and truck pole or sand drags and truck poles. Come on out and take a look at it. It's a good time. They let you come out and grill, and I think it's what five dollars to go in. Yeah, something like that. Ten bucks. I think. Yeah, bring something. your own beer, so you can just pop it back on the fence. Yeah, guy, guys sit there along the fence, back their truck up, and guy had a table up and was grilling while he was watching the trucks go through the mud. <laughs> I stopped and talked to him for a while. <laughs> okay, man. Pass over a hot dog I was here. Like, hey, buddy. <laughs> so, but all right. But yeah, so that's all we got for this week. Next week, uh, let you know how it went down there. Uh, hopefully, have a guest. Uh, I know uh, Kyle Shipley; he's been wanting to hop on, so uh, we'll get him uh, on the show next week for us. So uh, we'll see about that. Think you can swing that? I think I can swing that. <laughs> he actually reached out to me and said, "I want to be on your podcast." Yeah, he did. Yes. So yeah, hope look forward to uh, checking out there. Thanks you once again for listening. Don't forget you can check us out iTunes, Podbean, uh, like the Facebook page, follow me at Jason Carter zero three. Follow Steve as well, SMAC500, and uh, hit me up on Snapchat, whatnot, if you want to keep up with what I'm doing in the racing realm and uh, other things. So God bless you, God bless the troops, and God bless America.